1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guess who is
3: back tonight in the NBA? Draymond Green. Well, and Joel Embiid, but Draymond Green, really the focus. We'll let you hear from him coming up as the Warriors were in Memphis and had a pretty sizable lead in the first half. And what competitive game until late in the fourth quarter when the Grizzlies pulled away. Of course, the Grizzlies dealing with their own trouble, losing some major pieces like John Morant for the rest of the season. That was a bombshell last week. Of course, what wasn't a bombshell last week? Do you all remember where we were coming out of the final weekend of the NFL regular season, which wrapped up Sunday, Monday, Michigan beat Washington in Houston for the college football playoff title. Then Tuesday, Mike Vrabel gets fired. Wednesday, Pete Carroll gets fired, only to be usurped, that news in Seattle to be usurped by Nick Saban's retirement. And then Thursday, first thing in the morning, Bill Belichick and the Patriots part ways. Okay. Jay just said to me as he brought Fritos into the studio, Well, first of all, he said he really wants some pizza. But then he said (laughs) it's going to feel so – do you say quiet?
0: I just want to wake up and be like, now what?
3: (laughs) Now what on Tuesday? Because it's been nonstop football, right? Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the past four weekends. Or three weekends. Four weekends. But I'm really hoping it's not quite as hectic as it was last week. And yet if this week is – even the start of this week is any indication. Well, if the fans are making the choices, then we're likely to have seven more coaches fired. But even without fans making the choices, Jay and I are a little nervous that we're going to wake up on Tuesday. Mike McCarthy will have been fired in Dallas. Now, Tuesday is the day that Jerry Jones does his weekly radio appearance on our Dallas affiliate 1053 The Fan with Sean and RJ. So, we'll be on the lookout. Also, when is Micah Parsons going to drop his pod? I need to hear how he feels about the Dallas defense. And I'm hoping that he is honest and authentic and not, mm, not punchy about it. And, and doesn't make excuses. Because they got their rears handed to them. Yes, Dak Prescott played poorly. And... He, he was off most of the night. He and C D Lamb. He's trying to force it to C D. That led to extra mistakes. He said he was throwing the ball high and he was he was off. And he believes maybe it was because his mind and his his mind was racing ahead and his mind and his body weren't in the same place and weren't mentally locked in together, if that makes sense. So he took responsibility. And certainly the coaching staff bears some as well. But man. That defense, Mike McCarthy doesn't play defense. And if Mike McCarthy deserves blame, well, so does Dan Quinn. But Micah Parsons better not blame the coaches because that would be embarrassing. He wouldn't give the coaches credit, right? Like if the Dallas defense went out there and pitched a shutout against the Packers. I mean, they might credit the coaches for having them prepared, but they're going to take credit for it themselves. As they should. They're the athletes out there performing or not. Same thing with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts better not blame Nick Sirianni. I appreciate that. What we've heard from the Eagles and the Cowboys is, yeah, this is on us. we got to figure it out. But that's not the case with the fan bases. I'm stunned that I've already heard fire Nick Sirianni claims and calls. Really knock it off.
0: I'm sure Michael will hit on it, whether there's news of him being fired or staying either way. I wish we knew when Micah's podcast dropped. I mean, it's just kind of whenever he feels like it. So I just saw am on mm-hmm. the lookout every day, but whether I feel like it's news that he's definitely staying or news that he's definitely leaving, he's going to definitely touch on that. I think
3: Micah was disappointed with not getting to his goal of, it was 17 sacks. I believe this year that he wanted to get to, and he even touched on that. He has been, pretty honest and candid about the Cowboys. Remember, they got their butts handed to them by San Francisco. Was it week five, week four, week five? I mean, he was he was honest about that, but he also gave us this little gem.
2: Laugh now, cry later.
3: Maybe he meant him.
2: <laughs> Someone's crying.
3: Yeah. I'm sure George Kittle enjoyed that. The Niners, by the way, will be hosting on Saturday night under the lights. You guys, it's my favorite weekend in the NFL. The entire season, this is my favorite weekend because you've got four games. That's it, just four. We don't need 79 games to start out the playoffs. We don't need three days of doubleheaders. Four is fine. But it's all the best teams. Top four seeds in the AFC. Three of the four in the NFC plus the Packers, who right now, along with the Buffalo Bills are the hottest teams in football.
2: It's going to be super, super, super dope matchup.
3: Oh, he was so excited. And actually, he didn't play poorly. He, he didn't. It's just he couldn't quite get to. He actually drew two holding calls, right? He couldn't quite get to Jordan Love. And it seemed like when he dropped in coverage, it was the worst possible time.
2: (laughs) Just need to just go home and rest.
3: (laughs) Well, you got plenty of time for that now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. On Twitter, love to hear from you, A Law Radio. If you haven't yet voted for Monday MVP, that poll is ending sometime soon. Yes, this hour it ends. But our newer poll, which actually is just the first poll on this show because we still have to get our TD of the week poll up, who would you rather have as your head coach? Bill Belichick, who's interviewed with the Falcons. Not sure if there are other interviews lined up. Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, he was my vote. I like his energy, his excitement. He proved to me this year that he can stare down adversity, And stay on point. Also obviously a leader. That the guys will follow. His coaching staff. Who had to pick up the slack. When he was suspended. They rave about him. And they were prepared. In large part because of Jim Harbaugh. Also the players to a man. Everyone that talks about Harbaugh. Talks about relationship. And especially with his. His quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, who, by the way, has declared for the draft, as did Caleb Williams on Monday. It's all happening. Oh, goodness. The draft hype has just begun. Would you say this is more or less hype than the Trevor Lawrence draft?
0: At the moment, I think a little less. Okay. But I think it's going to pick up. I don't think we're at the peak hype of the draft yet. Right, we're still in the
3: playoffs. So Caleb Williams, there had been this conspiracy theory out there that Caleb and his family were opposed to playing in Chicago, and so he was going to stay in school at USC unless the Bears agreed to trade the number one pick. It's going to happen at some point. I mean, we've seen it before, right? Eli Manning, the Manning family. They did not want to play in, in San Diego. Kind of forced their way to New York with the trade, right? He got drafted and then he got traded.
0: Oh, yeah. Big tr- Giants gave up a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. John Elway. He didn't want to play. Shoot, I forgot where it was. Baltimore, maybe. He didn't want to play there. I mean, it's, it certainly happened, but you got to have a special kind of clout. So there was this theory that was being floated out there, I'm sure by some geniuses on the interweb, that Caleb Williams didn't want to play for Chicago and for that reason would decide to stay in school. But he has declared, and he is right now the odds-on favorite, if you're into that, to be the number one pick in the draft. So what does this mean for the Bears? That is the question. Will they keep Justin Fields, trade Justin Fields, Will they trade the number one pick? Seems unlikely. Will they go ahead and draft Caleb? I've heard some NFL peeps, like Boomer him, for instance. He said, no doubt about it. They're drafting Caleb Williams. We talked to Mark Ross of NFL Network last week, whose background is scouting and player evaluation. He said, if you're the Bears, you cannot pass on Caleb Williams. He's a generational talent. I mean, that doesn't always translate in the NFL, but agreed. So we'll see what the Bears do. I still keep seeing, uh, whenever I ask about coaches, Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh to Chicago. Apparently people missing the press conference last week where, and I understand there was a lot going on, where the Bears announced they would be keeping Matt Eberflus, but that everything else essentially was... Up for debate and up for discussion. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's talk about this Bills team. And as I say, you are free to at me. But earlier in the evening, I guess it was afternoon, as I was watching Josh Allen and the Bills and this offense really find its rhythm and flow. I mean, physical and tough, establishing the run, working the line of scrimmage. And then Josh Allen not only having the time to throw, which makes him lethal, the time to throw, but also room to run. So they end up with 179 yards rushing. Wow. I know T.J. Watt was missing. I know that changes a lot, though Mike Tomlin did not want to talk about T.J. Watt being unavailable for this playoff game.
2: I didn't think about it, to be quite honest with you. We knew all week he wasn't playing, and so we prepared with that mindset. And so I didn't waste any time thinking about what, what wasn't at our disposal. Uh, we had too much at our disposal and too many decisions and considerations to be made to waste time like that.
3: All right. We can waste time, though. We'll do it for you. They definitely missed him. It was a bummer. I was sorry that he wasn't able to be out there. Not that that means the Steelers wouldn't have lost. The points off turnover is really killer, though. And if they can, if the Steelers can come up with one more stop or two more stops or get to the quarterback or put some pressure on Allen, maybe there's a chance he makes a mistake. And so you never know what might have changed. But he's obviously one of the best players in the NFL. And so for Tomlin... It's now maybe back to the drawing board, right? When it comes to quarterback, do they work? Do they go with the working theory that Mason Rudolph can be their starter? Do they give Kenny Pickett another chance to compete for the job? I mean, it, certainly another offseason. They made an OC change in the middle of the year. They've got to address that situation. So they've got work to do on the offensive side of the ball. Right now, I, I like how Mason Rudolph puts it. So much is up in the air.
2: I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, none of us in there know what's going to happen tomorrow, much less next year. So, um a <clears throat> uh, sort of, you know, yeah, I, I uh, I'm, I'm still thinking about the game and the loss, and it hurts and it stings.
3: There's no way Mike Tomlin gets fired. Okay, I'm not going to do one of those crazy claims that radio hosts do. I'll walk across a bridge in my bathing suit in the middle of January. Or who who said he would retire? Mad Dog yes. said he would retire if I can't remember what the deal was.
0: The Diamondbacks. If the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies. Oh, that's right. NLCS. That's right.
3: Okay. Thank you. And obviously he didn't do it. Coward. I've been wrong
0: in Arizona from day one.
3: Yeah. I mean, at least he admitted he was wrong. But anyway, the Rudolph, the Mason Rudolph component, I mean, it kind of, it's a neat story. And it certainly threw a wrinkle into things, but it gave Tomlin the option offensively. And they were able to open things up. But now what? And that's the tough part. All right, so we'll see what happens with the Steelers moving forward, but the reports are that the Rooney family has offered Tomlin an extension. He's got one year left on his contract. He doesn't want to talk about it. Shut up. He didn't say that. (laughs) It's put up or shut up time. Is that where you got that from? Jay's cheating in there. Shut up. Uh Uh-huh. It's
2: put up and shut up time.
3: (laughs) Put up and shut up time. (laughs) Only Tomlin. As for the Bills, you know, this game was postponed because of the travel ban and the crazy snow, lake effect snow. I love it in western New York. The fans showed up loud and proud, and some brought shovels.
2: Bills Mafia showed up. I know that there wasn't always uh, clean seats to sit
0: on, uh, but it didn't seem like it mattered to them. So uh, I applaud applaud Bills Mafia for for showing up the way that they did in the fashion that they did. The way that our stadium was able to play today, the fans that came out and shoveled through last night and this morning, um, I mean, that's, that speaks volumes about our community and how much, you know, support that we have from our fans and um, we just love that we can come out and, and play the way we did and, and give them that too.
3: Okay, I have a question. What does it benefit you or what do you gain by showing up at a playoff game where you're sharing the stadium with snow, right? The snow is not melting. It's it's too cold to melt. Every time the Bills did something positive, snow went flying into the air. And also, I'm pretty sure somebody from the stands threw a snowball at one of the Steelers when they were diving. Was it Pickens who was trying to di- make a diving catch in the end zone yep. for a TD in the second half, and somebody threw a snowball at him? Yeah, that's scary. And I know snow is most of it is is soft and breaks apart on impact. But th- there could have been some ice there too, and th- it's just a little scary. Anyway, it didn't seem like a whole big deal was made of it, but it just, it's rude.
0: Usually they'll say that they'll punish the home team if the fans yeah. do that. Yeah.
3: So there was snow flying. There's obviously piles of snow in the stands that fans were sharing their seats with. I'm sure you had some numb rear ends. What is there to gain or, or what do you prove to anyone by going shirtless in single digits? I, I will never understand that for the life of me. Does that mean you're tough? Does that mean you're cool? D- does that mean you are number one fan? I don't fear sudden death. Does that mean you don't fear dying by frostbite or having your nipples freeze and fall off? Like, I do not understand what Jay. You're a guy. I know you're. You're. I'm not saying you're like every guy or every guy's alike. Only that you're a guy. What in the world does that prove to to you or to anyone else if you go shirtless in single digit weather?
0: I I wouldn't be that guy, but someone's got to do it. There is always but that why? guy why uh, toughness bravado
3: is that tough
0: i guess you're kind i of,
3: think it's stupid
0: it, it is it's very <laughs> stupid but if say if i was in if i was at Highmark and i was there and i saw that guy if i was next to that guy or passing that guy in the corridor in the hallway or whatever i would give him a fist bump i'd be like let's go you're the man because he's gonna get that attention but, he's got to the that's the reaction he's gonna but get
3: what no just because he's shirtless
0: that's it. don't no you reason.
3: want him to not have frozen parts?
0: Oh, I would walk away and be like, that guy's an idiot. But as I passed him, I would be like, let's go. Come on, man.
3: <laughs> he probably got encouraged by some friends. Maybe he was doing it for a dare. But I don't get it. What do you gain by by going shirtless in single-digit temps? Other than a few appearances on TV, which right. may be exactly what he was after. 15 minutes. He got it. <laughs> oh, not even. 15 seconds of fame. I just, I don't get it. 15 seconds of life. Living. If anyone in Western New York or any of the other cold weather areas can call me up Arrowhead Stadium, call me up and tell me why and what you gain by going shirtless in single digits.
0: Arrowhead was just,
3: I mean, I get dangerous. that men don't necessarily need their nipples like women do, but what is I mean,
0: the they're nice. <laughs> you don't not want to have them.
3: Wait, what was the show? Oh, is Friends where Chandler had a third nipple? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the guy has three and wanted to show them off. I have no idea, but, but I don't get it. I don't. I, I, I don't. try to be somewhat. No, I'm not cool at all. But and I love the cold, but I wouldn't go shirt. Well, for obvious reasons, I wouldn't go with a short sleeve shirt into Highmark Stadium at the end of a blizzard.
0: You've Polar Bear plunge before, right?
3: Yes, but I was only in there for 90 seconds and I was out. <laughs> that was for charity. It's an entirely different story. But great. Thanks for pointing that out. Yes, I, I, but I did not wear a bathing suit. I wore long yoga pants and a long sleeve shirt, though. They were freezing. Oh. oh, my gosh. After not even 20 seconds in the water in the Chesapeake Bay in January, I could not feel my bottom half. And then I tripped and fell in and couldn't oh. feel my top. Yeah, it was awful. I was trying to run into the water just to get it over with. And then uh, I tripped and fell in because my top <laughs> half was, well, you know, in the air, your your top it. half of your body is moving faster than your legs that are in the water. Oh, I've done that. Yeah.
0: But then imagine sitting outside for another three plus hours watching a football game while no. you're soaking wet. Because that guy must no. have been soaking wet, right? It's all just snow in the stadium. He wasn't wearing snow pants. It's, he's soaked. He wasn't really wearing anything. <laughs>
3: Scotty on Twitter, it means you're psychotic, Amy. Oh, well, okay. That explains it. He can't be psychotic. He's... Why doesn't he have friends or family members who say to him, that's not a good idea?
0: I don't think he has friends. And I, maybe that's the you reason why he's out he there has... alone. <laughs> he doesn't really hate. He lost those think a while ago. He, has friends. <laughs> he hanging out with that guy a while ago.
3: Maybe, just maybe he did it on a dare. And he stands to win $1,000 or something.
0: Would you do it for a thousand? No. That's not enough. No. Well, people were out there shoveling for twenty bucks an hour or right. so. I mean,
3: that would be fun. Uh, yeah. the shoveling is good exercise. You can say, hey, I was part of the shoveling brigade. I was there. I got to be in the stadium. That'd be really cool. I would,
0: I would have gone. Yeah, yeah.
3: absolutely would have gone. No, no doubt about that. But not shirtless.
0: No. I would have been bundled to the max.
3: Yeah. It would have been neat to be at the game. That's my kind of thing. Let's go big or go home, baby. But shirtless? I just don't understand the point of that.
0: Do you think he's going to get a flu? A uh, flu? The flu? <laughs> Any sickness? Uh, no, but I
3: think he's going to be frostbitten. There's no way you can not be frostbitten being skin exposed in that kind of weather.
0: If you're going to do it, though, you have to be out there the entire game. You can't go inside and warm up and then go back out. And oh, you can't? You're, you're going to put rules point. on it? You're a fraud at that you're point. If you're <laughs> going to do it, you got to do it, and you got to commit, and you got to be out there and get the frostbite.
3: But it's why? Right. Just the answer me the question. Poor K, why?
0: Men are stupid sometimes. <laughs> it's mean, the best I got on that one. All
3: right, well, that's the answer. We're just going to go with that.
0: Because there's no legitimate reason why anyone would ever do that to if, themselves. If
3: you'd ever gone shirtless at a game... In which the temperatures were in the single digits. I need to hear from you on Twitter, A Law Radio, or just call up and be bold. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence and whoever you are, you're crazy, sir.
4: It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Pay a guy this. He's inside the five. He's to the three-to-one. Stop the feather into the end zone. To cast your vote for the TD of the Week, head to at CBS on Twitter, or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Houston Texans.
1: Down to 4.15 to go in the third quarter. Flacco operating out of the gun. Flacco looks. He throws. It is intercepted. Christian Harris down the left side. Nobody's there, and it's Harris to the house. Touchdown, Texans. It's a pick party in Houston. 35 yards.
4: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. David Moore swings in motion to the left from the 44-yard line. Makefield throws a ball to the right side. Caught ball. And a broken tackle by Moore to the 40, to the 35, 30. David. It's Trey Palmer. Palmer to the 5. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Fire the cannons. Trey Palmer does it. The Green Bay Packers.
5: C.D. Lamb motions to the left side. Prescott on the yeah, shotgun. Pollard to his left. And he takes the snap. Takes the handoff. Tight pocket. It's intercepted. 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 intercepted.
4: Back the other way. It's going to be a pick six for Darnell Savage. Oh, my goodness. Darnell Savage with... His first interception of this season. Wow. And the Cowboy fans are in shock.
1: The Buffalo Bills. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away.
4: 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turned
1: for a huge touchdown run of 47 yards. It's 53 yards. He was on his own side of the field.
3: Faster than a speeding bullet. Man, talk about a tough job that somebody's got to do. Producer Jay coming up with the four candidates for TD of the Week. And because there were six winners this weekend he could only choose from four of those teams so I apologize now but here's the deal the suggestion box it goes directly to Jay uh, you've got these four candidates for TD of the week here on after hours on CBS Sports Radio Christian Harris with the pick six off Joe Flacco. that was the second one if I remember correctly uh, so that's the call with Mark Vandermeer on Texans Radio. Oh, sorry, Iron Eagle, my fault. Iron Eagle, that was four highlights ago. Iron Eagle on Westwood One. Then you've got Baker Mayfield to Trey Palmer. This was really the, I don't want to say it was the capper necessarily because it wasn't the last touchdown, but it, to me, was the one that just broke the back of the Eagles. They they looked demoralized to me at that point. And that's Gene Deckerhoff. On Bucks Radio, Darnell Savage with a pick six. The Green Bay Packers romped in Dallas. Wayne Larravee on the call, and then finally, and this is a tough one. Do you go with the Shakir or do you go with the Josh Allen touchdown run? Or Shakir, excuse me, Khalil Shakir, where he was nearly down but not out, and and managed to somehow wriggle away from a tackle and stay upright. But that Josh Allen touchdown run, more than 50 yards. He's a tank. Big daddy long legs. And he had not just explosiveness and power and strength. He crushes through a couple of tackles. And then the afterburners, you know he enjoyed that too. Secretly wants to be a running back. Josh Allen, the beast, has been released. Oh, dear. Chris Brown. On Bill's radio. So what is the TD from Supersize Wildcard Weekend that you will never forget? And, man, speaking of polls, the first one we put out this weekend, or excuse me, this show, is getting a ton of traffic already. And this is a, an opinion question that has no right or wrong answer. Who would you rather have as your next head coach? Because these four experienced veterans are all available. Bill Belichick. Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, or Pete Carroll, who, as we find out, is still interested in coaching in the right situation. I'm really surprised by this, but Mike Vrabel has got a 10% lead, a 10 point lead. It's like we're talking about upcoming elections, a 10 point lead on Jim Harbaugh. Jay, who would you most like to have as your next head coach?
0: It. If- I weirdly... Are you stuttering? No, I lean... Because I don't... <laughs> I like them all. I got. I see, I see obviously, benefits in all of them. But Vrabel, to me, I, I like as well, just because of what Pat said a little earlier, that every team he plays for, no matter how good or bad the roster seemed to be, he seems to get the most out of that roster. And also, I just... I think he's the youngest. I mean, I, he's 48. I looked it up. The other guys are all 60 or older. So I think you get him for the longest term. He's a little more closer to the age of the players. I, I think that maybe means a little something in a locker room... And I, I just think you could build on him for the next two decades if he becomes the if he finds the right fit, which is obviously a long time. But I think he's that kind of coach where if he if he finds the right fit here and he can sustain that kind of success like a Tomlin, like a Belichick, I think he's that caliber.
3: So you're saying the age is a deterrent for the others? For me,
0: that, for me, yeah. I think his his age that 12 years for him being Harbaugh 60, him 48. I think that's a big difference.
3: Would you hold that against and Andy Reid?
0: Um, if it's Reed or Vrabel, I'm I'm probably gonna take Vrabel at that point too. Really? Yeah, I like Mick Vrabel. I think he's a very underrated coach.
3: So then, what went wrong? I don't think they had the talent. So maybe the front office trading away AJ Brown. I'm not sure they were ever the same might, after might that. Might have helped, yeah. But also, they had some issues with quarterback. They did.
0: I mean, do they have their quarterback and Will Levis? I don't even think they're positive. No. Malik Willis was terrible.
3: But their O-line was tough this year, too, and so that's really got to be a focus for them. Derrick Henry had a surge toward the end, but he's not likely to be there. That's the thing, though. If you are, yeah, well, I mean, Mike Vrabel's obviously available, but if you're taking that job in Nashville, that's a tough sell because you have a second-year QB. You need to rebuild your offensive line. Your defense is not the same. You, Who is your top wide receiver, really? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins isn't likely to be there either, is he? And so Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, the veterans are likely all gone. Huh. Interesting. I actually do not know. So you said Vrabel's 48, right?
0: 48.
3: Okay. We know Harbaugh's 60. Mm -hmm. Belichick's in his 60s. Pete Carroll's 72, right? How old is Belichick? I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's in his 60s. Wait, don't tell me he's in his 70s. He's 71. No way! I didn't know that. Okay, he's close to his 60s. I Can't keep tabs on all their ages. He's from Nashville, by the way. Also, again, why would you take that job? I don't... I mean, he'll improve any locker room he walks into. Instant credibility. He's got a much higher standard. I just don't know... If you are Belichick and you have multiple options and you're toward the end of your career. Oh, I didn't realize Bill Belichick and I had birthdays that are only 10 days apart. Oh, Oh, nine days apart, actually. Wow. Andy Reid's 65. And he's still going strong.
0: Andy Reid's a great coach.
3: He is. Interesting. All right. Anyway, I just don't know why, if you're Belichick, you would take Atlanta or Nashville, or Atlanta or Tennessee. Seems to me there would be better options. But what do I know? Maybe know. it's about the institutional control. It might be that.
0: Is he trying to see what's out there first and what's the lowest – his lowest list starting with that, working towards his most desired job maybe?
3: Mm-hmm. You think he's that methodical?
0: Maybe. I mean, he hasn't interviewed in, what, 20, 20 plus years? He's, he's going there to – Do you think Bill Belichick
3: needs to interview
0: I don't think he has to interview, per se, but I think he'd like to run in some of his ideas and what he'd like to do to a different front office that has never worked with him before. Because it's
3: the first time he's... Do you think he shows up in a suit and tie for his interviews? He Mm. did for his press conference. He does when it's a big occasion.
0: I think he does. Maybe
3: not like a tux, but like some sort of... I know, he was in a suit and tie for his exit interview with the Patriots. I think he dresses nice, Mm -hmm. I'd say. He's professional. Yeah. In fact, he sometimes takes it too far. So over-the-top professional... All right, vote for the after-hours TD of the week as well as the job or the coach, I should say, that you would most want as your next boss in charge, big man on campus. We still have 13 minutes left for Monday MVP. You can go to our show Twitter right now and just vote, vote, vote. Three different polls. After Hours CBS or on our Facebook page.
1: You are listening to the We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. <laughs>
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: After Hours Podcast.
1: This one is all but over. Just the final score maybe remains in doubt, but the Warriors are going to back away and won't foul. So the final tonight will be 116-107. The Grizzlies with a win on the annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration game over the Golden State Warriors.
4: This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
3: The game was notable for the Memphis Grizzlies and the fact they pulled away from the Warriors in the fourth quarter. But otherwise, it really was only notable because Draymond Green returned. Oh, and because the Warriors are really bad right now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Draymond Green came off the bench and... As I say, wasn't really notable. Only the fact that he'd returned after 16 games. His indefinite suspension turned into 16 games. So he made it into the game about halfway through the first quarter. Memphis crowd booed him, of course. And really, he heard it from the fans every single time he touched the ball. Hit a big three seven points. So that's not really his job anyway, but did have seven rebounds, four assists and a steal was out there, not even 25 minutes, but was happy to be back on the court. Well, happy in that he was able to return to what he loves, which is basketball, but not happy with how the Warriors are playing. And he points to the defense.
2: If we got guys that'll take pride in themselves and play defense, uh, one through 17, or however many guys we got, then it is solvable. If guys won't take pride in defense, it's not. It's very simple. Um it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Um, you got to take pride in your one-on-one matchup. I think every guy they had down there beat their season average. Uh, and so you got to take pride. It. it starts with one-on-one defense. If you take pride in one-on-one defense, then the team defense will automatically get better, right?
3: The Grizzlies are missing most of their top players. Uh, you heard the call there with Eric Haseltine on Grizzlies radio, but they hit a ton of threes, and the Warriors did not a whole lot to stop it, and they made it easier on the Grizzlies because they kept turning the ball over. That's one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> That's old. Uh, the, <laughs> he did not say that last night. Steve Kerr knows that the, the problems are the same. They got to take care of the basketball. They got to play better defense. They were hoping Draymond would infuse a little life. And he's looking forward to to getting back into that groove.
2: I'm always going to be vocal. I'm never going to stop talking. Um, uh, I know there's this concern that, oh, he won't talk no more. I, I don't know how to not talk. If I tell myself I'm not going to talk, I'm still going to talk. So, I'm always going to talk.
3: Well, they need him to do that. He brings the life. He brings the spirit. He brings the energy. It's just a matter of harnessing it and using it for good and not negative. Right now, it's kind of interesting to hear people talk about the Warriors and say they lack confidence. I mean, we're not talking about the core, right? But Draymond's left them high and dry, so he bears some of that responsibility. But it's Steph and Clay, and it's a few other guys that have been around. But this team that used to be able to flip a switch and go on a run really can't do that now. Kevon Looney, though he's not out there for offense. Andrew Wiggins, remember he was one of the top players in their most recent NBA championship. They wouldn't have won it without him. And every now and then he has a real good game. Jonathan Kaminga and then a bunch of guys that you really never heard of before. You would never, ever think of a Steph Curry-led team or a Draymond Green team as one that lacked confidence. But they were outscored by 10 points in the fourth quarter. And they fall to a team that is playing with mostly backups. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But they are below, four games below 500, and right now playoffs are a... Playoffs? That. It's that. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. We've got so many polls. We have polls out our eyeballs. Uh, so you can find them on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or our Facebook page. We're asking you primarily to vote for TD of the Week after Wild Card Weekend, but also which of the veteran experienced coaches would you take right now in this kind of carousel where teams are lining up their interviews or conducting them, Belichick, Harbaugh, Jim, not John, Vrabel, or Carroll. Steve is listening in Pittsburgh. Steve, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio.
5: Good morning. So I'm a Tomlin guy. I'm a Tomlin fan, and I listened earlier, and you said, and everybody says, oh, we got to get rid of Tom, and we have to bring in that next offensive mind. But I never see a face on that next offensive guy that they want to replace him with. And, uh, I mean, in Pittsburgh, we kind of get ourselves to say that um, just one playoff game in the last seven years isn't how we do things. Mm -hmm. But we don't get rid of coaches. That's Ursay's and Teppers and uh, the Raiders. They get rid of coaches. (laughs) Steelers don't get rid of coaches and they like stability. I'm a fan of Tomlin since the first time he lost a game. He came into the press conference and said we just lost a game. It'll probably happen again. Um, <laughs> just, I just, I don't dislike the guy but I do think it needs to be he needs to be urged to win a playoff game because our last one was seven years ago and it was a horrible game against Cincinnati.
3: I obviously have seen better days offensively for for the Steelers, and that's part of the issue, right? The run game. Well, Najee only really came on late in the season. The run game, if you remember, early in the season, almost had no run game. There was extra pressure on Pickett. He was hurt a couple of times. I mean, it's tough when you can't ever really find consistency offensively Um, and so that's been part of the issue obviously since Roethlisberger retired but even at the end of Roethlisberger's tenure the defense I think has been terrific they've got stars on the defensive side of the ball and very often it's the D that keeps them in games Uh, I I just don't know they have enough talent still on the offensive side of the ball and they don't have a fearless leader at this point and and partly that's on Tomlin but it's not all on him
5: well I think if you notice that when Najee Harris picked up his his running picked up, mm-hmm. it was when Mason Rudolph came in and defenses finally had yep. to start being concerned with Agreed. the ball. Agreed. And they had to they had to pull that strong safety out of the box.
3: Yeah, well I agree with you. Steve, thank you so much for listening in Pittsburgh. Sorry, we're up against the top of the hour, but uh, be safe. We uh, we're in agreement there, though, Uh, the changes, maybe the Matt Canada change as well, being a little bit too conservative. Is Mason Rudolph the answer moving forward now? That to me is a far bigger question than the question of whether Tomlin should be replaced, because that's a no. It's after hours CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?